Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Welcome to Tell Me Everything, the little show that brings good trouble to the right-wing bubble. Whew. We have a great show tonight. Comedian Rhonda Handsome joins us tonight on the Love Fest to slay fools. You can talk to Rhonda and me all night long at 866-997-4748. And Amara Jones of Translash Media is here to talk about, well, all the different state efforts to try to make life harder for transgender Americans. And, of course, you know, 99% of mass shooters are white men who are heterosexual. But we had one shooter last week who was transgender. And that means you're going to hear a lot of propaganda about how scary transgender people are that you don't hear for the other 99% of mass killings. Chris Hauselt is our executive producer. He is running this monster from the South Carolina studios. The great Thea Harper is producing this thing out of Brooklyn. And uh, I'm here in Manhattan Island. We have a lot that we have to process. It is the 99th birthday of the greatest actor in the history of cinema. Yeah, I said it. Marlon Brando, born this state in 1924. We can't wait to hear from you guys. It's going to be a really fun week. Let's do a show. Um, happy 99th birthday, Marlon Brando. Now, all night long, we're going to be bringing you information on the most important election of the year, the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Uh, it can have huge national implications. Our good friend Max Burns did a wonderful Pass the Mic special last Friday all about it. As we get more information, we will get it to you. For now, let's talk about the issues of the day. You know, it's scary. Americans are so divided today. You know, my friends, my friends can't see to eye to eye. Half of us are now calling Donald Trump's plane Perp Force One. And the other half is calling it Con Air. I'm like, it, people, it's okay to have different views. You Perp Force One people can still be friends with the Con Air people. Your, your commonalities outweigh your differences. Donald Trump is back in New York City, the place where he spent his entire life trying to conquer. I mean, if you grew up in New York in the last 50 years, 60 years, you've been in a city where Donald Trump has had a lot of money to hire a lot of publicists to put himself in the news all the time to plaster his name all over buildings in the city. And now he was able to use that notoriety to scam his way to the White House, 
Tonight he returns, deeply hated by the city he spent his life trying to conquer. His name has been taken down from so many buildings in the city. Buildings where they just licensed his name. He didn't even own the buildings because at the end of the day, Donald Trump's one great talent has been a brand licensor. He's hated in the city that raised him. He lost the Republican Party primary in his own city. He lost the Republican Party primary in his own district in 2016. He quit this city and devolved into Florida man. And now he comes back to New York City so he can face a judge and be fingerprinted and be arraigned for the crimes of which he is accused. Welcome back, plotter. <laughs> We're taping this uh, and broadcasting live a few hours before a Secret Service motorcade is going to deliver the former host of Celebrity Apprentice to the courthouse downtown. He will be arranged on felony charges and... All 36,000 of the city's police officers are on alert. They are putting up barriers all around the courthouse for all the surrounding blocks in lower Manhattan. And if you were watching TV this evening, you might have noticed CNN and MSNBC giving us breathless live play-by-play of live camera footage of his plane approaching and landing in LaGuardia. Yes, folks, they cut away from actual news to show Perp Force One landing on a runway. I'd like to remind you all, this is CNN and MSNBC doing this, which can prove once and for all their only bias is towards ratings. That's it. That's it. All the news is biased towards ratings. And here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who also is visiting on an outpatient basis, warning against any wanton violence and MAGA chud operatives ahead of Donald Trump's arraignment tomorrow. Give a listen. While there may be some rabble-rousers thinking about coming to our city tomorrow, our message is clear and simple. Control yourselves. New York City is our home, not a playground for your misplaced anger. We are the safest large city in America because we respect the rule of law in New York City. And although we have no specific threats, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is known to spread mis- misinformation and hate speech. Uh, she stated she's coming to town. While you're in town, be on your best behavior. As always, we will not allow violence or vandalism of any kind. And if one is caught participating in any act of violence, they will be arrested and held accountable, no matter who you are. Just remember one thing, any act of violence can help Ron DeSantis. I need you to realize this. Any acts of violence will help Ron DeSantis, who uh, is going to be famous for not being here tomorrow. But please, please, if you are a Trump supporter, just know that your violence will only hurt Trump, which is to say it will only help Ron DeSantis. Now, Trump's campaign says it has raised $7 million since this indictment was announced the other night. And he thinks this is great. I mean, at least in his public statements, you know, he flew from West Palm Beach to LaGuardia today and brought his campaign officials on the plane with him. Again, he said he's raised seven million. He's fundraising now off his own crimes. And, you know, when you donate to Donald Trump, your money goes to the Save America PAC. (laughs) That's the funny part. It doesn't go to the Republican Party. That's one of the reasons why they hate him. Save America PAC, that money stays with Trump. Doesn't help other Republicans. They could have used it. 
last fall. But no, uh, that money goes to Donald Trump's legal defense. So literally, the people who are donating now to the Save America PAC are paying for Donald Trump's new lawyers. Thousands of people are expected to flood the area tomorrow, but don't be surprised if you watch the news and see more media than pro-Trump protesters. Uh, Now, the cops said there's no indication that Trump's predictions of death and destruction has led to any credible threats of violence. His whole time in the courthouse in front of Judge Juan Merchan is only going to last about uh, 10 to 15 minutes. The Secret Service will be with him. When he's booked, he's going to be fingerprinted. He will not be handcuffed. He may have a mugshot taken, according to the New York Times, but those photos are usually not released publicly in New York. However, of course, that could change. That could change because Donald Trump wants to release a mugshot. He's not going to be put in a cell. He'll be put in a holding room before his arraignment. And right now, Trump's team is, believe it or not, because irony is the one religion that will never let you down. uh, Trump's team is fighting a request uh, for cameras to be in the courtroom. The one time in his life, he doesn't want a camera around. Now, about a block away from the courthouse, the New York Young Republicans Club is going to feature a rally to protest the indictment. Uh, Again, this is not from Alvin Bragg. This is 20 plus New York City residents who saw all the evidence and decided there was enough evidence to indict him on 34 different counts. And Marjorie Taylor Greene will be speaking at the protest here in New York City tomorrow. And you know what? It's going to be ugly. I'm already bored of it, aren't you? We're going to watch it. We're going to cover it. But here's the thing you got to know. okay? Uh, America's over it. I, I mean, are you still scared of this guy? I mean, I'm scared in terms of how much violence fascists can commit if they want to. But I I think America's done with this guy, folks. And this party has hitched their wagon to Donald Trump. And even though the party establishment doesn't want that to be the case, they're not in charge anymore. All of that noise we've heard over the last few days from the Republicans about this injustice, about Alvin Bragg is a traitor, about how we've got to arrest Alvin, all of it. You know what? Hasn't moved Anything, anything. And by the way, you don't want to know how good this is. Independents support the indictment 62%. That's really the only thing I need to tell you tonight. 62% of independent voters support the indictment. He's done, guys. I mean, 60% of all Americans approve of the indictment. About three quarters of them say the politics played at least some role in this decision. So think about that. Three quarters of us think that politics played a role But we still majority support it anyway. And it's all across, all across demographics. 62% of women, 58% of men support it. 82% of black adults, 71% of Hispanic adults, 51% of white adults support this indictment. 69% of people under age 35, 62%, 35 to 49, 53%, 50 to 64, 54%, 65 or older. I mean, Across the boards, 68% of people with college degrees think it's good. 56% with some college or less think it's good. Only 8% of independents, 8% of political independents are saying Trump did nothing wrong. That's it, folks. It's done. If he's the nominee for the Republican Party, Joe Biden can just order up a steak for his second inaugural. YouGov poll from last week found that 66% of respondents think Trump definitely committed a crime. Now, Trump has already lost the 2020 election. 
He did. He lost it. His daughter told him. His secretary of state told him. His homeland security chief told him. He lost. He knows he lost. That's Jack Smith's case. Trump cannot lose more independent voters. He can't afford to lose any more Republicans, right? Donald Trump's problem is he has to attract more people to vote for him now than he did two years ago. But when you think of Donald Trump now, you think of cops having the crap kicked out of them on the steps of the Capitol. And by the way, again, the majority think he deserves to be indicted. And they haven't even heard the charges yet because the charges are sealed, folks. He's done. And by the way, Ron DeSantis, the great flabby hope, he just signed a bill allowing gun owners to carry a concealed weapon without a permit. Florida is now the 26th state to have such a law. Ron DeSantis did not sign this bill on camera, made it a private ceremony because he knows all it takes is one person having a concealed weapon without a permit slaughtering Floridians because Ron DeSantis made it easy to do that. That's why there wasn't a ceremony today. Now, tomorrow, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be here in our beautiful city. We will bring you some of that. And later in the show, we're going to bring you some of um, her uh, TV experience last night with news personality Leslie Stahl. I don't think we can call Leslie Stahl a journalist anymore. News personality Leslie Stahl. In the meantime, let's go to the phones and see how you guys are feeling. There's a lot going on right now, and I want to know where you're at emotionally with all of this. Is this as big as it seems? Is it bigger? Is it nothing? Will it all be forgotten when more indictments come down? Catherine in Florida, thanks for your patience. You're on Sirius XM. Um, yes, hello. Thank you very much for all your hard work, sir. Oh, oh, thank um, you. I do want to make a little correction to what you said about uh, Ron DeSantis. Please. Um, his uh, gun law. Not only does it not require you to have a permit... But it also doesn't require you to have any training. No training. What could go wrong? It's so easy. Oh, yes. What could possibly what freedom. go wrong? So much freedom. Oh, he's, what a great what, state to raise children in. Just great. Isn't it fantastic? Um, the one reason I had called was um, I was uh, kind of touching base with, uh, and you can let me know if I'm going off topic, but um, okay. there was a gentleman uh, last week from Minnesota, uh, he's a senator. He said that he had never known a Minnesotan to ever say that they were ever hungry. Mm. Um, and I believe the gentleman's name was uh, Senator Steve Droskowski. Steve Droskowski, state uh, senator, right? Yes. Um, well, I just wanted to say that um, I know an awful lot of people here. I, I mean, I'm in Florida. I, when I was living in New Jersey, I volunteered at a food pantry. We fed people. And now I'm on the other end. <laughs> Are you? So I know Tell what me. it's like to, to be hungry. I would think it would benefit Minnesotans to contact him and let him know how many calories they're actually eating per day. Uh, These are people who are working two, three jobs and maybe only eating a sandwich. Yeah. And their biggest decision is whether to have it in the morning or before to go to bed. So that, you know, and I just wanted to say that might be a good idea. Um, I will take my answer off the air if that's okay with you. Uh, What is it? Well, I'm sorry. What is the answer you seek? Uh, Well, I'm just saying that... um, do you think it would be appropriate for people to contact the senator and just every day tell them, tell him, 
hey, you know what? I had 580 calories today. Oh, absolutely. How I, many I, I completely you have per day? I completely How agree many, with you. I think that yeah. I think no, you're right. I think the tragedy is the tragedy is to me that you know the people who need to contact him and let them know that they are that they are food insecure are probably too busy working three jobs trying to make money to feed their kids and not able to call him. Very good point, sir. This guy's Very this guy, point. by the way, Steve Drezkowski. He yeah. he's really really a, a, a specially dumb kid. I mean, you're bringing up how he said. You know, I haven't seen the data that says there's more kids going hungry today. I haven't met a hungry kid. How can kids be malnourished and record he, obesity he at the same kid. time? He said a hungry person. Right. Well, he said, he, he said, how can kids be malnourished and record obesity at the same time? I don't get it, Madam Chair. He doesn't get it oh, because we're food insecure and we're in a country now where, yes, we have fat, poor people because it costs a lot of money to eat like they did in the Garden of Eden. There are so many Americans in food deserts where the only food they get is at the gas station or the dollar store. It is not a shock that we have overweight, poor people. But this guy's a special piece of work. I mean... I'm reading about him accusing, you know, all the genocides the Indians committed on on the Americans. I mean, he's he's just a right wing fascist, and I'm glad he's famous. Oh, now. good heavens! I didn't even know that part of oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry that you brought That's that okay. up. That's okay. Listen, it's I, it's good. He's he's you famous can just now. Rock me to sleep tonight, sir. <laughs> it's okay. Well, now thank we you get very to, much for your time. Thank you, Captain. I really appreciate it. And I like that now he's famous and all of his racism is coming out because he deserves to be famous for that cruelty. Let me go to Dean in Los Angeles. Dean, thanks for your patience on hold. Hey, good evening. Although, John, unfortunately, I'm not Dean from Los Angeles tonight. I'm Bryce Canyon coming to you live from the Trumpies of the red carpet here (laughs) in Manhattan. And all the celebs are showing up. Oh, it's wait. It's Matt Damon. No, no. Hi, Matt. Come here. Oh, he ran away. Oh, and Kurt mm. Cameron. Kurt Cameron? Okay. Mm. Oh, and wait. The bell of the ball. Stormy Daniels. Wow, she's looking simply ravishing tonight. Oh, thank you, Stormy. Have a great time. Oh, okay, John. This is Bryce Canyon sending it back to you in the studio. Wow, it's great hearing all the the celebrities. (laughs) Sounds lovely. I I don't think we'll be seeing any Uh, celebrities out there tomorrow outside of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is not a celebrity. Oh, oh, MTG. I think she's uh, actually up for the Best Supporting um, Three-Toed Sloth Award. (laughs) Thank you for making me smile, man. I do appreciate it. From what I hear, the George Soros Humanitarian Award definitely did not go to Alvin Bragg. Why is oh right? He he gave it to Color of Change, and Color of Change donated it. Dalvin Bragg, get it straight, man. Yeah, that's how it works. Color of Change, they donated it to Dalvin Bragg. You know, and and you're right though. We don't actually know what is in the charges because they are only known by the grand jury, the judge, and Price Waterhouse. (laughs) And the grand jury. Yeah, thank you. We'll find out. I mean, hopefully this week. Uh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Dean. I hope to come open for you sometime. 866-997-4748 is our number. David Washington, thanks for your patience. Hey, John. You know, you were talking about, you don't see why, if people that call it Perp Force One and people that call it Air Force One or whatever, or Trump Force One, why they can't get along, right? Yeah. And I hear you, I hear you on that, okay? But check this out. We cannot, we cannot give any credence to anything if you believe that trump is you know a valid president and good for america sounds reasonable but we cannot agree with them it would be like agreeing <laughs> with uh, someone in the nazi party or it would be yeah, like no i'm, I'm, I'm with, with you from the confederacy I'm with you and, and, and let me tell you why i bring this up 
because Asa Hutchison is throwing his hat in the ring, okay? Mm-hmm. Asa Hutchison even looks like Joe Biden a little bit, in my opinion. Asa okay. Hutchison is a big, uh, reasonable Republican, com- you know, compassionate conservative, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's, really trying to, he's, he's trying to stake out that ground very hard right now. Well, why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing it up? Because we have to keep in mind that during Donald Trump's administration, right-wing violence actually increased. So, right. so what's my point there? My point is they are not running against these Trump supporters. Listen to what they are saying and take them at their word. They are not running against Joe Biden. They're not running against liberals. They are running against the United States of America. No different than the Confederacy. Okay, they don't like the United States of America. And I agree. This, this, and, and Donald Trump is attacking this judge. Everyone's wondering what kind of psychopath would do that. This judge is going to preside over all your felonies, right? Your right, felony right. Um, um, uh, indictments. He's well, done that before. Why. But yes, exactly. It's perfectly logical in the mindset of a dictator. No different than Vladimir Putin. Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin have insecurity issues, like deep, deep insecurity issues. They're <laughs> yes, setting that's a up, polite way of saying it. Yes, and, and do you want their? Do you think it's a good idea for Vladimir Putin to be in charge of nuclear weapons? Do you think it's a good idea for Donald Trump to be in charge of nuclear weapons? <laughs> I don't think so. They have impulse control and insecurity issues, like all dictators. Mm-hmm. We've got to keep in mind. Look, man. Um, Russia, for all intents and purposes, was was kind of winning. Uh, Vladimir Putin uh, snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. Okay, what were they winning? What was Russia winning? Okay, if you go all the way back to Yevgeny Primakov, who's long dead now, he's the first one that protested the collapse of the Soviet Union. He said that, right. that, that Russia could not exist. In a, in a unipolar world uh, controlled by the United States of America, they okay. could not, the borders they would they would not maintain border fidelity. All right. Okay. Now Russia is a huge country with a small population, and ironically, they were. I mean, they right, Russia opted for a fake faux confederacy. It is not working. So now they snap back. I mean, back they're to they're pretty fake capitalism too. Yes, and they're snapping back to dictatorship. So what's that mean? What that means is they, they don't care about money. They, we're in the 21st century, and they're just taking land by force. All right? Uh, and this is the problem. Do you think America can't do that? America absolutely can do that. Donald Trump spent more on the Department of Defense than any president before him. For God's sakes, there were $90,000 enlistment bonuses. $90,000. Your food insecurity, you're, you're 21 years old, male. Uh, why not go get $90,000 from the United States Army? Because right. deep down inside, everyone knows that the recruitment numbers declined under Donald Trump. He did nothing but throw money at the Pentagon. Right, the but I mean, that's, that's in general. The, the, recruit num- the recruitment numbers were going down under Obama as well. It's because we had these irresponsible wars of choice that killed lots of people. Yes, and this is all the fault of the Republican Party. And Asa Hutchinson, all right, look, like back to the, the example of right-wing violence went up. Here's what's going to happen. Asa Hutchinson is going to get in there, and all these Trump supporters are going to Ted Kaczynski. They're going to unibomber this guy to death. I mean, not mm. literally, but you know right. what I'm saying, right? right. They are going to um, they're going to take their little uh, reactionary revolution underground. And it, look, let's look at the example of Mike Flynn, for example. 
Mike Flynn sounds like a crazy person, but there's no way he's that stupid. I've known the guy for 30 years. There's no way he's that stupid. He's pretty this, stupid. He's pretty no, stupid. He's pretty man, stupid. He He's cashing checks that the future cannot pay for him. He is, he is, Mike, Mike, maybe he's point, painted himself into a corner where he is being richly rewarded for doing the bidding of some secret hand, but his place in history is secure. These guys are dangerous, John. That's my main I agree. point. And we I'm with cannot, you, man. We can, get, we can get along with them, but we cannot agree to anything they propose. I'm, it was I'm like completely with you. It's yes. like agreeing with Hannibal Lecter. Or what, I mean, Hannibal got, Lecter's a fictional You can't person, hate him, but you, you know, got to fight him, and you got to call them all out for it. And I thank you very much for the call. By the way, the word is in now. Trump will be formally arrested and charged with 34 Class E felonies tomorrow, not misdemeanors. There had been thought that the it would be misdemeanors, but no, 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 no. 34 Class E felonies for falsification of business records and other matters tomorrow. I wonder if this will make any news. 34 felonies, my friends. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is SiriusXM Progress. So right now in Texas, they've got their own anti-trans bill targeting doctors caring for trans youth. We're dealing with this Kentucky bill that's going to ban gender affirming care for children. There is a struggle in New Hampshire. I was just saying to Chris in the break, it's really, really hard to discuss right wing persecution of transgender people because right now there's over 400 different anti-trans bills that have been introduced across the U.S. in 2023 alone. But again, all you need to know is what happened last week, the atrocity in Nashville. We have had cisgender white men be responsible for 99 percent of the mass shootings in this country. And last week, a transgender woman was allegedly responsible for a mass shooting. And suddenly the entire right wing is mobilized against the threat of transgender people. We've never heard the right wing have any kind of call to action after a mass shooting, only to do nothing, only to sell more guns. They keep finding new ways to be bigoted and hypocritical. Fortunately, there are better people than me on the front lines who are fighting for justice, like Imara Jones, the creator of Translash Media, a cross-platform nonprofit journalism and narrative org which produces content to shift the culture of hostility towards transgender people in the U.S. She hosts the Webby-nominated Translash podcast, as well as the investigative limited series The Anti-Trans Hate Machine, a plot against equality, which received the Excellence in Podcasting Award from the National LGBT Q Journalists Association. You may have seen Imara on The Nation, MSNBC, CNBC, NPR. It's a great pleasure to welcome someone I first had the pleasure of meeting on our TV show, back to SiriusXM. Hello, Imara. Hi, how are you? 
I'm very good, good thank you. How are you doing? It's great to have you back. I, I thought of you last week. As soon as we heard of the uh, identity of the alleged shooter in Nashville, I just thought, oh my God, now the people who never care about mass shootings are going to be talking a lot about this mass shooting. And sure enough, those who tell us thoughts and prayers all the time are now saying, oh, a trans person had a gun? We've got to do something. Yeah, it's interesting that all of that happened last week. I mean, it feels like six months ago by now, uh-huh. but um, just a week ago, because last week was also Trans Week Visibility last Friday, and you mentioned um, the Anti-Trans Hate Machine, our investigative series Please. podcast. Well, season two came out on Friday, which is all about disinformation. And so it was this weird kind of confluence of these things that I've been looking into for a really long time and that shooting happening at the same time. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that one of the things that we have to you know, realize is that the information that we have about the shooter is a result of disinformation. There's actually no one who knows the shooter um, who has been um, who's confirmed their gender identity. All we You're have right. are some pictures from from the Internet. We have um, a person who says that the shooter sent them dms asking for different pronouns but then when that person was asked to actually produce those dms they said they couldn't so we don't really have any yeah we don't actually have there's an ap article about it on friday that i also happen to be in but yeah no uh, detailing this like we don't actually know it's actually confirmed and it actually shows two things john the first is um just how quickly the right can move disinformation out um, into the world. And we saw this first um, in Evalde. And if you want to, I'm happy to go into that. But we sure, saw this yeah, first please. in Evalde, a very similar circumstance. Oh, okay. So I forget it's radio. And you have I remember. To... Yeah, yeah. You remember, you know what I'm talking about, where where um, within 24 hours, you know, there were these doctored photos of the shooter that were coming That's from right. 4chan. Um and then within 24 hours, they moved from 4chan to Breitbart to the mouth of Paul Gosar, who is a Republican congressman, saying that the shooter was trans. Right. Yeah. So we already know that there's this this infrastructure they have to move this stuff out really quickly and to bend these mass shootings into events where they try to turn them into predatory events by trans people. That's the first thing. And then secondly, we just saw just how primed mainstream media is to move that disinformation when it comes to trans people. So we saw two things last week that are really disturbing. Absolutely. On top of everything we're already witnessing with the different forms of legislation. But, you know, it, oh, it's yeah. all part of the same, I mean, misinformation. I, I, I'm i sorry, Amara, I prefer to just say lies. But, you know, you're you're right. Yeah. Uh, so much of this, this these waves of, of anti-trans healthcare and the anti-trans sports bills, I mean, these mm-hmm. rely on disinformation. They rely mm-hmm. on fear and ignorance to get past. Yeah. And it just sort of seems like the Republican Party has found this year's um, uh, 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 pinata, this year's whipping boy. I mean, it was Muslims for years. Mm -hmm. It was undocumented immigrants for years. Now it just Mm -hmm. seems like it's trans kids who want to play sports or trans kids who want to use a bathroom that they feel comfortable in. And somehow they've convinced a lot of people that letting trans people just be and live is taking something away from them. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple of really important points there that you're raising. I think the first is that the disinformation is actually crafted to be effective. No, we one of the things that we know is that they spent a lot of time poll testing how to 
manipulate people into believing trans people are a threat. And so mm. one of the reasons why the disinformation is so effective is because it's actually been cooked up in a laboratory. You know, um, it's been it's been kind of massaged and tested and refined and then given all these legitimating factors like the creation of pseudoscientific groups like the American College of Pediatricians um, mm -hmm. and other organizations that that exist. So they do all these things to create like this air of legitimacy and they poll test it. The second thing that I think is really important is that, you know, on some level, I you know, I, I have to say, I wish it was just the latest pinata in quotes from the Tell Republicans, me. because the reason why is because, you know, after you after you have had, you know, after you've spent your time like getting venting your frustrations out or whatever, it's over. I think that what we're really seeing in the Republican Party is the fact that because they are a party that is moving towards authoritarianism, that beating up on trans people is a way that they show the muscularity of their party oh. and the importance of their party. And so You're one right. of the things, and, and and I think that that's one of the reasons why we're seeing trans issues move from a plank of the Republican Party to a pillar of the Republican Party. So I don't think it's this, I wish it was as transitory as a pinata, to you're be right. honest. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, and again, you know, it was only, what, 19 years ago in the midterms, they were saying uh, they were using marriage equality, saying what a threat it would mm -hmm. be to traditional family. And I mean, George W. Bush got reelected off, you know, after there were no WMDs mm -hmm. found in Iraq, he got reelected because they mm -hmm. just turned up the fear of gay marriage to 11. And the disinformation took over. The lies of 19 years mm -hmm. ago were that somehow you can blame heterosexual dysfunction on happy same-sex relationships. And, and the podcast on the anti-trans mm -hmm. hate machine, I know that in season two, which you're calling a plot against equality, I, I know that you're focusing a lot more on the disinformation. And I'm curious, what are the most common kinds of, I want to say, grooming our right wing friends are filled with? Because, you know, you, you can't really hate transgender people once you've met them, once you've worked side by side, once you've known some mm -hmm. and realized that, oh, gee, they have very real needs and very real struggles in the society. I, I just I have to believe that compassion is always going to happen. But in the course of your research for season two, Amara, I'm dying to know, like, what are the most common lies they use to imbue in people? Well, I think the the thing that we have to realize is that, you know, they're using trans issues as one of their vectors into authoritarianism, and they're using trans kids as their vector into transness as a over as a as a whole. We've seen them basically begin to abandon this year that they care about trans kids because a lot of the bills are focusing on trans adults now. So they're, they right. they they kind of have moved on from that. So. Um, and just to backtrack for just a second, you know, the fascinating Please. thing about gay marriage is that they still haven't let it go. Like, you know, they're still they out here trying to, like, ban gay marriage. So, I mean, they don't let go of these things. But I think that the main thing, of the main source of disinformation that we need to realize that is operating out there, the kernel of it is this idea that trans people aren't real. And the reason yeah. why that they... The underscore that trans people aren't real is that they say, well, the way that we know that trans people aren't real is because all these kids are becoming trans, I'm using their language, um, because of what they call rapid onset gender dysphoria, trans social contagion. And that if we right. you know, take away social media um, and role models away from these kids and they won't be trans because transness isn't a real thing. It's just a, you know, a social contagion. And I think that mm -hmm. that then allows, if 
that I mean, what what's scary to me is that I was just reading legislation that was introduced this year, and those the talking points that I just gave you are in bills, are in those are in these anti-trans bills, and so they oh, yeah. actually have literally enshrined that. And the problem with that, how do we know it's disinformation? Because the person who um, developed the study saying all of this, Dr. Lisa Lippman at Brown, had to take down and retract large parts of that study, which was discredited because she basically said, you know, I went looking for an answer to a question and I only looked amongst parents who didn't like the fact that their kids were trans. So, I mean, the whole thing is disinformation and pseudoscience, but they run with it and they poll test it to make it more palpable to people, which is why it works. Well, yeah, but I mean, these are the people who say that, you know, conversion therapy is real, but being trans is not. These are the people who are saying that, well, mm -hmm. you can't really transition your gender, but we, we can we can detransition you. You know, it just sort of seems like right. what wherever the playing field is, they're allowed to lie and change their story because they know their base won't mind. That's right. And then you touched upon some other important elements of of disinformation. So how does disinformation work? That's essentially the question that you're asking. Well, first of all, you yeah. have to come up with something that sounds plausible, right? That sounds like it could be true. Not that it actually mm. is, but it could be true. And a lot of work goes into figure out what how to say that. And so they did, they did a lot of poll testing. Okay. Well, once you say, once you say it could be true, then because people still do want some sort of evidence in quotes, you have to basically go out and figure out how to manufacture the evidence. So they create pseudoscientific groups that say, you know, um, research says that transness is a social contagion. That's like the American College of Pediatricians. Then they literally, literally go out and find examples of people who say that they are ex-trans. And a lot of these people are people who are pressured by society around gender identity, but not in the way that you think of. They've transitioned. Right. Transitioning is really hard. They're struggling with that. And they're in online chat rooms. And we detail some of these, you know, online chat rooms, people will be there talking about, you know, I'm really trying to figure out what's best for me. And then they have like these conservatives and Christian nationalists um, and other people lurking in these chat rooms to um, essentially seize hold of them and their stories and then to use them to great damage to those people over time when we tell that story. So you come up with examples. And then the third thing that you do is that you figure out places to seed these messages around detransitioning and um, mm -hmm. trans youth being harmed by social contagion on social media websites that are focused on parents. And then that conversation right. will eventually grow to the point where it migrates into conservative media and then migrates into mainstream media. So there's an entire pipeline that they create to move this disinformation out. Well, you have a great piece in this week's Newsweek, uh, along with Margaret Huang, called On Trans Day of Visibility, We Must Fight Anti-Trans Disinformation. And it's a great piece. But you talk about the Thank Alliance you. Defending Freedom, uh, which has mm. long claimed that the homosexual agenda will destroy Christianity and society. And that was really chilling to me because that's always what they've said, right? Like that, that somehow trans people are here to hurt Christianity. Never mind the fact that, you know, fake Christians are what hurts Christianity. Christians who hate are what hurts Christianity. You cannot follow the Bible and be mean to transgender people or anyone, but it doesn't matter. They they have the narrative, and we saw it last week. I saw so many videos by people saying, there is a war on Christians by transgender people. And you're exactly right, Amara. Enough will believe it that the message can carry. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, as you've, you know, talked about for a really long time, the hypocrisy of Christianity in the Republican Party, and that's because it's a, it's a distortion, right? It's actually Christian nationalism. You know, it's it's bit, it's cherry picking Christianity to reinforce the idea of white supremacy, yep. and then extending that across society, right? So it's actually like this really twisted um, version of the religion, but they don't care because um, it, you know they're using it for, for to be expedient. And also, I would say is that. You know, eighty. The thing that we have to realize is that these are religious extremists, right? Yes. But the Alliance Defending Freedom, the Heritage Foundation, Focus on the Family, Family Research Council, all of these groups—they are religious extremists. And what they want is for us to live in a world that's built by their extreme religious ideas. These are not just mainstream religious people. These are extreme religious people. And a part yeah. of their agenda is using trans people in order to advance both their ideology and their political means. And we have to be really oh. clear-eyed about it because they, they put a lot of work in figuring out how to actually manipulate and brainwash people, to be honest. Well, and also, you know, let's be honest, this is this is the trendy scapegoating of the year. I mean, I know it's always in style to, to be abusive to LGBTQ people, but I mean, we're seeing such a wave of anti-trans legislation that's done by politicians who don't give a damn about children. They don't care about helping people. They're taking advantage of a national paranoia and cutting and pasting these bills from Alec to pass these mm -hmm. mean bills that protect no one, that make life harder for marginalized people. And if anything, it just seems like just more shitty, unimaginative politicians taking advantage of bigotry because they have nothing to offer these white Christian people. Well, I'm going to scare you even more. You know, on some level, if it was just an ALEC type organization, it would make more sense because you could figure out that there's like in uh, like a transactional piece of it because ALEC, of course, are conservative business organizations and they care about sure. money. And so you can always trace what they do ultimately to money. This is kind of a parallel to ALEC, which is comes out of the Values Voters um, Summit's of the Family Research Council, which is the same idea where they pull politicians together once a year and they sort of tell them and give them marching orders about what the most important issues are for, quote, Christian voters, close quote, and then they give them the language in these bills. And I think that the thing that we have to realize is that what we are dealing with is the religious extreme versions of ALEC, where they have the same yes, model sir. of, as you said, cut and paste and everything, exactly what you said, but it's run by the religious zealots. <laughs> and so yeah. it's even more extreme. It's even more frightening. And never mind the fact that, you know, again, transgender Americans are three times more likely to be victims of assault and four times more likely to attempt suicide. But they don't care about the facts. They That's have right. the pseudoscience. And, and I have to ask you about this, Amara, before I let you go, because there's a term I'm hearing a lot from the right wing where they talk about uh, something called rapid onset gender dysphoria, which sounds mm -hmm. really scientific from Republicans. Mm -hmm. This, to me, is one of the most glaring examples of a disinformation that's getting away with it because it has only begun to be called out. What do they mean when they say rapid onset gender dysphoria? Yeah, this is actually linked to one other point that I was going to make um, based upon your question about the piece that Margaret and I wrote and, wrote, and that is the connection between disinformation and violence. Right. We know that the mm -hmm. one of the things that the disinformation does is that it begins to make violence against trans people justifiable and seemingly normal because of the way in which it stigmatizes and demonizes us. And so one of the ways in which 
that happens, one of the ideas of disinformation that primes us for greater levels of violence is rapid onset gender dysphoria. And rapid onset gender dysphoria, as I mentioned, is this idea that transness is essentially a social contagion. It says that more kids are coming out as trans, not because they might be able to live in a society where their parents are more accepting and because of um, uh-huh. the revolution and LGBTQ rights overall, but it says that they are essentially um, trans as a result of the internet, social pressure to transition coming from movie stars, Hollywoods, and even other doctors. That's essentially what rapid onset gender dysphoria says. And we actually have an entire episode devoted that's entitled The Seduction of Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria. And the reason why we say the seduction is because, again, it's a very appealing concept because it's rooted in this post-World War II fear that all parents have that they're losing control over the influence of their kids. And you can see this, you know, you can see this from the Beatles up until like, you know, TikTok, right? This, this, the same fear that now three generations of parents have had since World War II. So it taps into that and it says, hey, the best way for you to protect your kids is to take away technology and cut them off from modernity. And for a lot of parents, because parents are naturally fearful, it's a really appealing argument. And so rapid onset gender dysphoria is ready-made for anxious parents. And parents are even more anxious after COVID. And so that's one of the reasons why this theory has taken off like wildfire. It's such a highly calculated disinformation campaign, completely discredited, but exactly. just evil and, and and this is how they do it. And people who don't mind being lied to eat it right up. Amar Jones, mm-hmm. I'm always thrilled when you can join us. Amar is the creator of Translash Media. What is the best way for our listeners to keep up with you and your work at Translash? Oh, follow me on social media at Amara Jones or the same at Translash Media or go to Translash.org. It's always a great pleasure, Amara. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for all you do. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Let's go to the phones. Rob in Orlando, thank you so much for your patience on hold. Hello. Thank you, John. I just want to say I love my governor. My gosh, I can now take that permit thing that I have to carry around in my pocket all the time. Every time I want to carry a gun, I can throw it in the garbage. Yeah. 
wonderful. Well, not just Absolutely you. Now, now anybody can. No, now anybody can. Yes, I mean, now any kind of undesirable can just get a gun and not have to have a permit or any training. So I can understand why you feel safe. Oh, absolutely. I, I, last week, I went out and bought two more guns after that shooting, as I knew. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about you, but I, I know you'll be okay. It's just the other people, because I believe, hang on, let me just check. There are people who break the law in your state, uh, and those people now well, can get guns and not have to register, not have any training, and I'm sure they'll. Not, I'm sure nothing bad will come of it. I'm sure having less regulation, more people having guns without any kind of training whatsoever, or any kind of, uh, what's the word? Yeah, well-regulated. You don't, you don't want well-regulated, right? So yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy. It's great. Send him a check. Let's get, Send him a check to thank let's him. Get yeah. the Trumps and, let's, let's get the Trump's indictments. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, where, where do you come down on this? I mean, you, you love DeSantis, and I know that. We've talked about it before. Are you as surprised as I am that Donald Trump is just turning the hatred on DeSantis so viciously? Dude, it's political nonsense. Who cares? At the end of the day, all I, all I care about is defeating you, your worthless party. Me? That's all I care uh, about. I'm not a Democrat. You you, you're mistaken. Uh, I'm independent. I've always been independent. No, I've never voted Republican. I've never belonged to a party. And again, I can't. (laughs) No, I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I voted third party many times. But see, I have this problem. We've discussed this before, Rob. I I read the Jesus parts. Rob, I believe the Jesus parts of the Bible. And that's why I can't vote Republican. You You don't have to be mean to me for it. Yeah, you don't have to be mean to me for it. I believe the Jesus parts. And that's why I can't vote for the Republican Party. Also, I'm aware of history and I can look at what they've done. I can look at what they've done on race and the economy in the last 60 years. I know they make you happy and that's great. You should send Donald Trump a really big check. I mean, really big check. No. Instead of talking to me, why don't you send him a check? What what do you mean? Are you MAGA or are you not MAGA? Of course I'm MAGA. He's your ruler. (laughs) Rob, he's your ruler. Why why should he pay for his own defense attorneys? (laughs) But why should he pay for his own defense attorneys? Why aren't you doing that? That's your job. He's got billions. It's not my job. Come on. Do you Tom. understand that he's going to be indicted more? No, he doesn't have billions. He's in $2 billion in debt. He's in debt. Do you understand that he's going to get indicted he's several more, more times this year? I put together. At so. some point, Rob, you're going to have to help him and show that you really care. Why aren't you helping with his legal fees? I thought you cared about the man. Uh, just because I care about the man doesn't mean I got I to enable him with his legal fees. What yeah, do you mean he's enable other- him? He's innocent. I thought he's completely innocent. He, right? He's a wronged yeah. man, even though he's yeah. guilty of this thing in New York, because we all know he did it, because Michael Cohen went to jail for it. Let's play along with your mentality. He's so on, innocent. Let's, let's Why don't you want to help in an innocent man? An innocent man. Let's talk about that thing in New York, John. The reason why he's being indicted is because in 2016, he was supposed to get his ass kicked by a whiny criminal bitch. And she got more votes. Having, she beat him. She got more having, votes. She beat him. Are, are whining and pissed off about it. That's why it's really funny because Donald it's, Trump, the only whiny criminal bitch is Donald Trump. And listen, you know, he's a whiny <laughs> criminal bitch. Rob, how much money did Donald Trump have to pay for stealing from Americans with his broad online university? Do you know the number? Does your media allow oh, you to God, know this I information? Don't care about that. Does your media keep care. you dumb about it, Rob? 
26 million because he stole from veterans. Oh, okay. He stole from veterans, you yeah, godless cipher of a man. Stole from veterans, not Donald Trump. How? No, no, this Donald is Trump, Trump University. No, you're confusing the crimes, you obedient stooge. I'm talking Trump University. You're thinking about Weisselberg oh. and those people and their crimes. Oh, That's yeah. the Trump Organization. How much did he have to pay for the Trump Organization fraud? Do you know the amount or does your media keep it from I you? I don't care. I don't care. 1.6 million. How much did he have to pay for the Trump Foundation fraud? Because there's many different frauds and he's paid fines already, uh, but you're in a cult, so you don't know these things. $2 million for the Foundation. I don't care. I know your party is. I know the Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. Party, the most criminal. No. Most criminally organization. <laughs> no, you just in, don't in like America them. Right let, him let him mumble. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. Say more, Rob. Go ahead, madam. You have the floor. Sure. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Rob, like, we like, know that, that like Donald party, Trump. Rob, Rob, Donald Rob. Trump why party. doesn't Trump University bother? Why doesn't Trump University bother you? He stole because from I veterans. Why doesn't it bother it, you? It was his business partner that stole from veterans, not from. No, Trump. it wasn't. It was him. Not he Trump. paid twenty-six He's million dollars money, in fines. Dummy. He himself, Trump. Uh, no, Trump put his yeah. name on it. It wasn't Alan Weisselberg University. Money. Donald Trump stole. Uh, you're in a cult, and you're uh, obedient to them. You're uh, too good a guy sure. for this. It's like you are in a cult with believing that, <laughs> believing that you know you have callers that call Trump. Go ahead. Donald bin Laden. What are, what are you? Hate. These people are stupid. Hate. They're dumb as dog hate shit. so much. I'm dumber than... <laughs> Where was Barack Obama born, Rob? Oh, Come God, on. Does it matter? That ghetto bastard was born in Hawaii. You got to go and to the... And Donald Trump time. spread a racist he, he lie for years. Why is he a ghetto years. bastard? Why is he a ghetto bastard, you racist, godless fool? Why is he a ghetto bastard? Would you say Why that in front of a black person? Destroyed America. Not all I don't think ghetto, you've. John. I don't think you've got Genesis the dick to say that to a black person's face. I got to turn it off. He's too racist. I'm sorry. Oh. oh, now I need a Silkwood shower. I'm sorry, Chris. Every time, every time that unholy racist from Florida calls, and you are Rob. We just are trying to imagine the size of your gut. Like how you've got to use two hands to pull it up to touch yourself when you pleasure yourself to George Floyd murder footage. I just, I can only imagine the grotesqueness of your soul. There was a very specific moment in his phone call that I noticed, John. Where he went ghetto. Can you believe it? Can you believe these racist Trumpers? They have to. They can't, they can't not be racist. It breaks my heart. They all drink from from the same well and the water is uh, tart and Trump taint. Yeah. So. But there was a moment where he said, he's like, oh, well, Donald Trump's the greatest president ever. And then he like laughed afterwards, which to me I was know. a tell that even he doesn't believe that. Like he knows, he that knows that's it. Not no, true. he calls up here. He calls up here because he's lonely. And like a toddler, he's learned that negative attention beats no attention. So I'll call up the progressive radio show and say things that yeah. upset them. Dude, you don't upset us. You, you are good content. I like when racist Trump zombies call up because it inspires other people to get out and vote and it reminds us that you are a cult that you're beyond reason you're beyond the constitution and the bible and it's just you know <laughs> call up all you want rob i love it but when you start being nakedly racist and we've hung up on this guy for being racist before it's he, like hawaii he tried, ghetto he tried to make a zinger he tried to make a zinger about our listeners and he started stammering and stumbling. He totally got stage fright. And then he I did know. what he did what like a Karen in a Target uh, checkout line does: resorts to the easiest, lowest common denominator racism. I'm sorry, I hung up on so him too. But when you go, 
When you start yeah, saying ghetto, I just, I just, I can't. I just can't. Can't even do it. Yeah. You know, well, you should call back and say that with Rhonda on the phone because she'll reach through the receiver and grab him out. Yeah. We got to hit a very quick I break. Do that to Rhonda. I wouldn't either. Okay, we do have to hit a quick break, though, because when we come back, Rhonda's going to join us, and I want to play you a little bit of Rob from Orlando's hero, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, talking to Leslie Stahl last night during a pedicure that 60 Minutes arranged for Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene. It's a really bad interview. I can't, I can't defend Leslie Stahl at all. We'll be right back. This is Progress. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugel saying we are at 866-997-4748. Guys, I'm sorry about Rob, the racist in Orlando. We, we, we like to have these Trumpers on the air, and I know they're racist, and I'm sorry for you had to hear the Obama ghetto comment, but hey, <laughs> if they didn't talk like worse. racists, they wouldn't be racist. What, what, Chris? I feel like he said worse in the past, so... He has said worse. Well, he said N-word, that guy, last year on the air. But, you know, that's just because he's classy. You know who else is classy? The great Rhonda Handsome. Now, I love whenever Rhonda joins us on the show to make fun of the week's headlines. And I, I got I to play some cuts of this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing on 60 Minutes. It's unreal. But Rhonda is one of the best stand-up comics in the game. She's a terrific writer and director. She's open for Anita Baker and Diana Ross and Aretha Franklin. You can catch her on Politipod, available on SoundCloud. It is time once again for Tall, Dark, and Handsome Mondays. Hello, Miss Rhonda Handsome. I'm black, y'all. Thank God. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm just wondering what's going on with Brazil and China. They want to use their own money when they're trading with each other now, and they don't want to use any U.S. dollars. Uh, are we going to spank them? Well, what what's happening with that? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty interesting. They're gonna they're gonna you know Brazil and China are gonna deal in the the yen, and the U.S. is worried because the dollar is getting less popular around the world, and that means we don't have as much ability to impose sanctions on nations that don't follow what we want to do and uh so yeah it's it's you know it's pretty interesting i mean we're watching brazil and china both together decide to liberate themselves from the u.s dollar and that means not paying the cost for inflation and uh that means our sanctions won't do too much to them so yeah this is another example of they're they're looking for other players get used yeah. to it uh, and uh, I, I was originally just concerned about the Restrict Act, uh, what that that means with uh, the the ability to uh, come in here and, and take over the the uh, social media sites. 
ostensibly yeah. Yeah. Uh, calling it to, uh, against foreign intervention or or foreign transactions. But it sounds like it could end up being pretty sweeping, whether or not there's a foreign country involved or foreign money being uh, transacted or not. I agree. It, it, there's a lot to be concerned about. Obviously, you know, when I see a bunch of right wing guys hating it, I, I lean in and think, oh, maybe this is good. But the Restrict Act is going to give the government the right to audit any kind of information and communication technology products. And I mean, it's really the banned TikTok Act, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the banned TikTok Act without saying uh, TikTok. And I mean, I just put up something on my TikTok account. Lo behold, 100, you know, about paying eleven dollars for a quarter of, of juice. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's my my big expression on TikTok. And that may be short circuited at any minute, John. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty terrifying. And, you know, again, I I. I, I have a hard time believing that our government, and particularly Democrats, which need young people and young voters, is going to do anything to ban TikTok. I just don't see it happening. I see Biden will keep on pushing to try to have it sold to an American company. That will never happen. And we'll continue like we are. I, I don't see the government doing this. At first, I thought it was just about them being afraid of collecting the data on on us and and knowing about all of our racism uh, as it's expressed on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, it it seems like it's a little far, uh, more far reaching. Yeah. And, and again, you know, there's 25 senators co-sponsoring the Restrict Act. About half of them are Republicans. To me, it's like I, just ban TikTok. If you want to ban TikTok. Do that. But don't do this thing called the Restrict Act that's going to let the government put you up to in jail for 20 years if you visit the wrong websites. I mean, it, it just seems like another Patriot Act all over again. You tell us it's about one thing, but in reality, it's about limiting our freedoms much, much more. So I, I got to learn more about it. I don't see it actually passing, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of limiting our freedoms, did you have something about Marjorie Taylor Greene you wanted to uh, tell me about? Well, I don't know. If, did you happen to see former journalist Leslie Stahl interview Marge last night? Uh, no, I, I think I went in for the boycott. Oh, you missed a wonderful time. She made her a chamomile tea and uh, anointed her with sacred oils from the Orient and then gave her a manicure and a pedicure on 60 Minutes without any inconvenient um, follow-up questions. It was really beautiful to watch. I'm so sorry you missed it. No, it, it was amazing last night. I, I, I kept hearing people saying they were going to boycott it, Rhonda, and I thought, I've got to watch it. I mean, Marge is going to be in our town in a couple of days, so, you know, I, I, I got to watch it. I mean, this woman's the conspiracy theorist. Who, who's, you know, has lied about 9-11. She said Barack Obama was a Muslim. The Clintons are guilty of murder, QAnon, the Jewish space lasers. Wow. I can't wait to see Leslie Stahl ask her the tough questions. Um, here is a quick clip. A2. Uh, here, it's pretty mystifying. She's uh, she's a victim. We looked up some words that have been said about you. OK. <laughs> Crazy. Q clown. Looney tune. Unhinged, moron, pretty ugly stuff. Looks like the average troll in my Twitter feed, so I don't really care. You're used to it. Oh, I don't let name-calling bother me or offend me. I just don't. How much have you styled yourself after Donald Trump? Hmm. People say that you are Trump in high heels. 
I didn't intentionally style myself after President Trump, but I can see how people draw those similarities. We both come from the same industry, construction. Um, I also huh? have pretty much a plain speaking style, and, and so does he. But also, he's often in attack mode. Mm. And you appear to be. Yeah, I think, but I think our government deserves it. They don't really deserve to be respected that much. Okay, so that was about as good as it got, Rhonda. Now, I'm not going to be one of these liberals getting all angry at CBS for, for giving her the platform. I mean, this woman is a member of Congress. She, she, she's very famous. She's not going to go away if we ignore her. She, she, she clearly makes the news. But what you just heard was about as tough as the interviewing got. I, I, Leslie Stahl like made a lot of faces and would roll her eyes. I guess that was the, for her to say non-verbally she didn't agree. But I, I never thought I'd say this somewhere in hell. Mike Wallace has got to be furious watching this. I remember 60 Minutes used to be the place you went for tough interviews. Where you went for revelation, where for things to be revealed and really exposed. This this was beyond softball, John. This was, you know, he, she, she made a fluffy duvet for her. <laughs> Let me play you more because I'm still angry about this. And, and again, the liberals are not overstating it. This is here. This A3, it starts off like Leslie Stahl is going to hold her to account for her statements about the school shootings. Instead, she just lets her lavish in her victimhood. Give a listen. Did you apologize for your position on Parkland, Florida? What was oh. my position on Parkland, Florida? That it was a false flag? I don't flag. know if you actually have my position. No, I never said Parkland was a false Did flag. You no, I've never said that. School shootings are horrible. I don't think it's anything to joke about. We fact-checked before I got to this interview. Have you fact-checked all my statements from kindergarten through 12th grade and in college? And as I've paid my taxes and never broken a law, and the only I got a few speeding tickets. Do we need to talk about those too? Because I think where you're going down is the same attacks that people have attacked me with over and over and over. Well, if this is what you're known for, I think it's good that you're responding to the charges. I think it's I think, whoa, I think whoa, it's whoa. a legitimate thing because people for us to constantly do. focus on it, but never focus on anything good about me. Okay, okay, okay. So, so again, did you just equate a mass shooting with her getting park speeding tickets? Yes, she did. But also more than that, in, in while we were watching it, what you just heard, the show's producers added a video clip overlaid over there of a tweet where Marjorie Taylor Greene was agreeing with someone else's tweet calling Parkland a false flag planned shooting. So she did, but you heard it. Leslie Stahl never brought it up. They just showed a visual, but for the rest of the segment, never mentioned, never mentioned. She denied that she called it a false flag and they just let it go. I mean, I mean, Leslie Stahl in a voiceover called her smart and fearless. And then she said, will she be able to expand her brash MTG brand beyond the right wing populist base? I mean, Rhonda, I could not believe when we talk about normalizing fascists, that is what we saw last night. It was the shoddiest work I've ever seen Leslie Stahl do. I swear to God, I think she just showed up and read the questions on her cards. She didn't seem to know anything about the history of this woman who just last year was speaking at a Holocaust-denying event with Nick Fuentes. I mean, she goes on stage with Nazis. She defends the January 6th terrorists. She's so anti-Muslim. She's so anti-LGBTQ. Nothing. 
nothing. I had just to take my statue of Leslie Stahl off my mantelpiece. I, I'm really that upset, John. I, I really, I used to, I used to respect her, especially for women in journalism. You, you know, you know the story. You know, Barbara Walters like, getting in the trenches and and trying yeah. to, you know, make a place for 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 women doing the, these kind of hard hitting interviews. And this is uh, this is nothing but sucking up instead of having a pedicure. Uh, she, she should have held her feet to the fire, John. I'm sorry. I'm very disappointed. She should have. I mean, nothing, nothing. It's like, oh, as 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 bad as I make it sound, I, 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 it's even worse. At one point, she just was rolling her eyes over Marjorie Taylor Greene calling people pedophiles, but never even pushed back on that. Here, here, here one more clip. Surely, though, there must be some pushback on Marjorie Taylor Greene's wildest inclinations. Surely, there is not. And things she says that are over the top, like... The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support grooming children. They are not pedophiles. Why would you say that? Democrats Democrats support, even Joe Biden, the president himself, supports children being sexualized and having transgender surgeries. Sexualizing children is what pedophiles do to children. Okay, but my question really is, can't you fight for what you believe in without all that name calling and without the personal attacks? Well, I would ask the same question to the other side, because all they've done is call me names and insult me nonstop since I've been here, Leslie. They call me racist. They call me um, uh, yes, uh, anti-Semitic, which is not true. Well, I'm not calling mm -hmm. anyone names. I'm calling out the truth, basically. Pedophile? Pedophile, call it what it is. Anyone that she also still calls the 2020 election stolen. So you get the general idea. I mean, literally, uh, why why can't CNN hire someone who has basic interviewing skills who can hold her to account? When she said pedophiles, you heard Leslie just went, wow, and rolled her eyes. No pushback. Oh, I heard just her go okay to something, something ridiculous that that she said uh it's it's disgusting john it's a shame and besides everybody knows that pedophilia is a bipartisan participatory <laughs> event <laughs> that is very very true no one ideology has a market on that let's go to the phones by the way we are at 866-997-4748 we welcome your calls and if you're a MAGA person like Rob the racist from Orlando we, we, you go to the front of the line 866-997-GRIT let me go to Bill in New Jersey Bill thank you for your patience welcome hey how you doing good how are you hi Rhonda uh, hi Bill hey um yeah, I, um, I think you should have told Rob about the big uh, gag ball tomorrow night that they're having after Trump leaves. Um, it's, 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 you know, when he gets that gag order, so um, right. think about that. And you should, you should do you think there will be? A, do you think there will be some kind of gag order tomorrow? Do you think that that, that a judge is going to tell Trump he can't talk about this? Well, what what difference would it make? He'll talk anyway. It make a lot of difference. It, if he can screw himself even worse, the, he'll do that. He'll go that the way. Judge, mm. the whatever, judge, whatever's the worst thing, he'll do it. The judge did just rule that there will be no cameras allowed in the courtroom uh -huh. uh, during the arraignment. Probably for the best. Probably for that, the best. Well, 
I'm sure they'll describe it pretty well. But uh, anyway, I think uh, Melania, you know, uh, you know about the deal with their uh, prenup, right? How like yes. she could well allegedly take them over, right? But also, I mean, I don't know why she would even hang out with him for one minute after he gets indicted for anything, because once she's divorced from him. She can be called as a witness against him because they're no longer married. Mm. And well, I mean, a, 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 I, I don't, I don't think she's hanging out with him at all. And B, I don't know why she would divorce him. I think she's going to be like, I mean, Ron, is it fair to say that you know Melania to me seems kind of like the Camille Cosby of politics? She's she's going to hang in there. She's not going to go through all this humiliation to walk away from the money. I think I, th- I think it's you should. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. That you should re- uh, divorce him before he loses all of his money. So you can get some of mm. that. I mean, mm. that's, that stuff's going bye-bye. There's no getting, you know, as you said, he's going to spend whatever's left of the money he stole. But uh, I mean, if he has any, like, that's the big question. We don't know. You know, I, like, mm-hmm. if you added up all of Donald Trump's properties around the world, I'm sure they would total over a billion dollars. But what are his debts? We still don't know if he really owes $2 billion to Deutsche Bank, Rhonda. But, you know, Bill, you have to understand Melania has already uh, gotten her pay. She's got her bag and she's Mm -hmm. on an island with a a karate instructor. And all we (laughs) see is her stand in. Her stand in is doing the hand waving and uh, handkerchief twisting. Uh She's she's already gone and she's got a boy toy and she's very happy with her settlement. And her new kidneys. Right. Her kidneys but look the, great. No, uh, the no emotions thing is pretty well done, I thought. And uh, anyway, um, but uh, yes, she appears uh, very lifelike. Right. Um, you know who I was thinking of today? Henry Hyde. Remember him? Yes. The late, the late Henry because, Hyde, of course. Right. Because when they asked him whether um, uh, Bill Clinton's impeachment was payback for Watergate, he said, I wouldn't say no. And this is all payback for whatever, because they're all about just vengeance, not going yeah, anywhere. That's don't, no direction. But that's Trump's whole campaign. Know. That's Trump's whole yeah. campaign. It's all going to be right. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is mm-hmm. grievance and retribution. Right, Rhonda? That's what he's selling to these Caucasians. He's singing he's a song. Them- I'm a victim of the very <laughs> song I sing. I mean, he, he's going to play it right. for every dollar he can wring out of his suckers. I mean, followers. Yeah, well, he's going to do it. And he's raised seven million this week alone. Wait till he gets indicted more and then he's going to re- be really rolling in dough. Yeah. But th- I thought that was really crazy with the slow motion chase. I couldn't believe that MSNBC had that shit on. I mean, why? Why couldn't you? Why was that hard to believe? Because <laughs> MSNBC once cut away from a time. MSNBC once cut away from a Hillary Clinton speech to show an empty podium waiting for Trump. MSNBC and CNN deserve so much credit for Trump's presidency, and you know why? <laughs> because they hype him. They they he's ratings crack. But I thought they realized too late, and they stopped covering him as much. realized but what that they're that, that they're not devoted to ratings before anything. No, they will never realize that. They will. Doesn't matter if they realize they promoted Trump; they're going to do it all over again. That's their job. Journalists have a job to report the facts and tell the truth. Media has a job to win the ratings. 
Well, there has to be some morality there. You can't have money over morality all the time. Oh, get out of here, morality. What are you talking, American broadcasting? (laughs) I know. They allow me to be a broadcaster in this country. What is this morality you speak of? If if I'm allowed a radio show, it's way too late for morality. Can't hurt you now. It's it's my motto. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that everything could be defined that way. Money and morality, and every single question can be answered with this. And by the way, you got to remember, the intent of the law giveth, and the letter of the law taketh away, because <laughs> everybody has in their mind what freedom is or wh- whatever liberty or equality is, but once they get it on paper, it gets all screwed up and loopholed, and uh, you know that that that's the the, the you know the uh, failure of language to begin with but and they're always going to struggle yep. that's why the constitution is not perfect and it always has to be updated and fixed and uh, well yeah but how often does that happen how often do we update it we have not gone back to have any more con- con- uh, constitutional conventions i mean we just treat it well, like it can't be well, moved and then when we if, need to change things that's that's impossible if we hadn't got caught up in this shit going on starting with uh bush second uh we'd be so far advanced now we would have so much more rights and living in the real world uh this stuff is taking the life out of this country there's no more living in the real world where we are totally committed to artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence being in the metaverse and the robots are Mm going to kill us you think law giveth and taketh away you wait and see what the irs does huh (laughs) Watch what you say about AI and robots, because that's going to be my entire sex Mm -hmm. life in two years. So please, just have (laughs) some respect for my my love partners. But but John, you didn't mention today was Washington Irving's birthday, did you? Did you? No, I didn't. I did not mention today was Washington Irving's birthday. One one quote. Love is never lost. If not reciprocated, it will flow back and soften and purify the heart. I think that's Aries Spears. It's his birthday today. Is, is, are you sure that's 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 okay? I'll, I'll take your word for Washington it. Irving. Very <laughs> well, happy birthday, Washington Irving. Had no idea. Aries Spears is a cop. Oh, well, Marlon Brando is ninety nine today, and that's the birthday I'm celebrating. So, but thank, thank God, Washington Irving as well. Yeah, thank you. Right. All right, this has been good, Bill. See well, us again anyway, uh, what can I say? Happy uh, Passover, and uh, remember that uh, that big digital download from the cloud onto Moses's tab, what's going to happen? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, I will, I, I think, you know what, if that was going to happen today, I'd like to believe that God would be a mensch and just give the commandments to Moses on a nifty flash drive. Don't you think? I mean, what's with these tablets? Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely is. A zip and, file, uh, for God's sakes. Yeah, you know, they have a weird thing, they say, uh, it's in Yiddish, uh, a Jimmy, Azim Pesach, and it means sweet Passover. Why they use the word sweet, I don't know. But it sort of works, I guess. You're wishing someone a sweet holiday. Sure. I mean, I guess if your kids don't get killed, that makes it a pretty sweet Passover. Well, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Bill, I thank you for being the one column of morality in America. (laughs) The only one that matters. Thank you, Bill. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Rhonda, it seems like it's going to be scary to try to drive in downtown Manhattan tomorrow. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be there leading a... 
Yeah. It's, it's going to be like a big Planet of the Apes prequel. Uh, now we have to deal with all the other Republicans who are going to start running for president and boldly saying that they're going to be the anti-Trump. And I, I want to ask you about that for a second. Chris Christie, friend of the show, is probably going to do it. And this weekend on ABC's This Week, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, uh, he of the intense charisma, announced he's going to run for president as a Republican in 2024. Here, this is A5. He attempts to explain how he, Asa, will cut through the noisy clutter of a Trump-dominated candidate field just like Jeb Bush did four years ago. Give a listen. Well, a lot of hard work and good messaging, but I've spent some time in Iowa, and I love the response that I get there. Uh, and so it's still about retail politics in many of these states. And also, this is one of the most unpredictable political environments that I've seen in my lifetime. And so my message of experience, of consistent conservatism, of hope uh, for our future and solving problems that face Americans, uh, I think that that resonates. And uh, whenever I make the final announcement, I'll be everywhere. And I think it's a plan that can work in this environment. Okay, Rhonda, what's this guy thinking? Like, I I don't understand. Like, I get it if you're a Nikki Haley or a Tim Scott and you're going to jump in the 2024 race and hope to be a running mate for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis. Like those those I get. Uh, Chris Christie, you know, he what's he going to do? He's never going to hold elective office again. He can jump in the race and try to get higher public speaking fees. But But he can make his announcement at Krispy Kreme. So that'll be a a nice thing for (laughs) I mean, Asa Hutchinson's a nice enough guy compared to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. He looks like Gandhi. But like, why are these people getting in the race? Well, he sounds win. Donald Trump controls this party. Well, just listening to that little clip of him, I can tell that he feels he's actually going to succeed on charisma (laughs) alone. So uh, I'm (laughs) I'm anticipating a a really uh, a a windfall for him. I don't understand it at all. I mean, I I will say, though, I want to talk about DeSantis, but I will say it was such a shock last week after we had been made to think that these charges were never coming, that Alvin Bragg was sending the grand jury away for a month. And then just before we went on the air on Thursday night to find out that he. Well, I I want you to hope first time the president's indicted. And John, but. You know, we did the show indictment excitement and we were really all ready for this, but we were five months too early. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, I think it referred to Judge Napolitano in the case of our show, but you're right. We did indictment excitement and, you know, it's it looks like this is it. I mean, we found out tonight that there are 34 felonies, not misdemeanors, but 34 felonies. I mean, one one or two have to stick, John. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, this guy, Alvin Bragg, he's not like every other New York Manhattan DA we've seen in the past. I mean, you know, they've been legacies. They've been guys whose fathers were secretary of state. This guy grew up in Harlem. He is a a New York City DA who's had cops pull guns on him before. He's a real person who's really lived in America, not an ivory tower. And I don't think this man would have signed himself up to be a dog in the history books and to have his family experience death threats for the next year unless he was really sure these charges were would stick. Yeah, well, I, I expect at least one or two of the 30. And uh, I but, you know, I always hold my enthusiasm, John. I, I after I got mullered with that report, I, I, I like to just wait and see what's actually going to happen. 
happen. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's pretty exciting. Are people betting? Uh, are, are the bookies, you know, making making hay on on? That's a great point. Uh, I'm sh- I, we should find out what the Vegas odds makers are saying about this. We really, really. Yeah. Should. By the way, I want I want to just point out the Mueller report never said no collusion. The Mueller report never exonerated Trump, and the Mueller report didn't make any prosecutorial decision on Trump because. The DOJ had a policy that we're not allowed to indict presidents because we have kings. So it's like I, I it's so bad. I have to defend the Mueller report. A sitting president. <laughs> a sitting president. Yes. But now, you know, <laughs> formers, they're they're on the menu and it's a beautiful thing. Let me go to Steve calling from Washington State. Hi, Steve. Thanks for your patience on hold. Thanks, John. Um, my comment is on the Second Amendment. Please. I believe that the Congress could, if we get control of the Congress anyway, we could define a well-regulated militia for the states in law. Ah, ah, I love this idea. Define what a full... Yes, why can't we do that? Why is that so hard to do? It seems like they did it... If we did did that... Go ahead. Yeah, if we we did that, we could limit semi-automatic guns to uh, licensed people. With eight shots mm-hmm. only, mm-hmm. we could define licensing requirements for gun ownerships, fees, like training, this. and testing. Uh, they could do a lot with just a law, and that would codify the Second Amendment, just like they talked about this codifying why- Roe v. Wade. This is why we have the best show, because we have the smartest listeners. And I love this idea. Instead of trying to get rid of the Second Amendment, why not just have uh, the, a constitutional convention to agree— on what a well-regulated No, you don't need means. a constitutional convention. All you need is a law in the Senate and the House. You just codify it. it. You define yes. it for the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court can do it. The Congress can do it also. And if the, if the Supreme Court dis- disagrees, they have to disagree with the language of the Second Amendment in the Constitution. A well-regulated militia. I think you fixed it, man. You what do you think, that, Rhonda? And that's the way it goes. Because we live in a country where well-regulated... Send a memo about that, too. It sounds like a pretty good idea. Uh, Can can you get a memo out quickly? (laughs) (laughs) Next time you get one of your congressmen on, bring it up. I'll call back. I will. I love this idea, and I respect you for it. We live in a country where we believe well-regulated militia means completely unregulated dudes. And so I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for the call, Steve. We have we have heroes in our midst right here on the show. Okay, so can I, can I talk about Ron DeSantis next? Uh, because please, please, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um, I, I keep thinking right now, Ron DeSantis, if he's smart, will take a step back and say, "Hey, I don't need this headache. Let Donald Trump crash, and then I'll be a hero in twenty twenty eight and run." That would make sense. But this is Ron DeSantis. He's pulled in more than $30 million in less than a month. And that's according to the New York Times. The donors are undisclosed. The majority of it didn't come from Florida. So this is how much money would be pouring into a DeSantis campaign. It's money that will not pour in for a Trump campaign. And there's the irony, Rhonda. Donald Trump is getting, you know, uh, little people to send him checks that he uses to campaign Rhonda Sanders is going to be getting the hardcore GOP donors. And today he 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 signed this permitless concealed carry law in his state. And he didn't have anything to say about that now that any nut job can just get a gun with no training and no permit. But he did take time to celebrate his administration's strong arm robbery 
of the state education curriculum. Give a quick listen. A6. We believe parents have a right to know what curriculum is being used in their child's school. And so we've enacted curriculum transparency legislation. And the sad thing is some of the things you're seeing in the schools nowadays um, are absolutely horrifying that a fourth grader would have access to books that have pornographic images in the books. And here's what we've done uh, in Florida. Uh, We've given parents the ability to fight back, but we've also exposed this publicly. You know, the media and the left will say, if you don't want pornography in the elementary school or something, they'll say Florida is, quote, (laughs) banning books. Uh, That's a hoax. That's not true. Uh, Adults can do what they can get books what they want. But schools, by their definition, have to curate the books that are in the school. You don't have every book in the world in a school. You have like .00001% of all books there. So people are making decisions with our tax dollars to put some of this inappropriate material there. So parents have every right to object and we have every right to not have it. Oh my God, Rhonda, he sucks. Okay, just so we can understand, in the last month, complaints from parents emboldened by this curriculum transparency bullshit laws he's talking about have led to a principal getting fired over students seeing Michelangelo's David. And it's led to the the movie about Ruby Bridges being pulled out of schools. That is what his curriculum is about. This guy's charisma, Rhonda. I don't know why I was afraid of him for so long. So it sounds like he's saying a fourth grader can't have books, but a fourth grader could have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> now in the state, it's never been easier. And those um, we toddlers, you know, those toddlers are killing people. The young, these children are killing folks. They, they get their hands on guns. They don't even need a permit. And actually, uh, I think they said that uh, that request for the permit was uh, age discriminatory. So he's he's doing Rhonda, God's work. <laughs> last year, more people in America were killed by toddlers than by terrorists. Some of the toddlers, I assume, are good people. 